Let's just do it again. <sighs> it's Sunday, guys. <clears throat> you know what time it is. It's uh, time for Legacy. <laughs> What's up, guys? Uh, my name is Emil Joseph. If it's your first time, welcome. And then if you've been here before, welcome back. I appreciate your support. Um, this podcast is basically just a way I can share myself and my experiences with my future kids. That way, when they grow up, they'll be able to listen to me talking to them about my life and who I was and what I was doing at the time, rather than me sitting them down all at one time to explain who I was and stuff like that. So, trying to build a legacy here, so hopefully I will inspire you, the people that aren't my kids watching this, um... That your story is important, and whether you like it or not, you're leaving a legacy now. So, to talk about legacy, I, know, I think it's only right to talk about my father. So, um, I'm Filipino, and so is my father. So, let me tell you, he grew up in the Philippines. Um, pretty poor, um... He had uh, eight brothers and sisters, so um, they didn't have much. So I think they can only send one kid at a time to school. So um, it was pretty interesting how they made it work out. So the oldest one would go to school first. They would pay for the oldest one to go to school. And then the, it was the older one, older one, the older one, eh, it's... It was the job of the older one to pay for the next one to go to school. So that's how it worked. So my dad um, had a choice. I think his my uncle, um, his older brother didn't really have a lot of money. So he either you either I think he either got two choices to do. He could be a tradesman or you could uh, be a teacher tradesman you'd pick a trade and you train in that trade like you know you know like carpentry stuff like that so my dad chose to teach so my dad taught and then when he graduated and did to his you know sibling and stuff like that so I thought that was really interesting I would think that would take forever you know because you know you would have to share save money and pay for your younger brother or sister to go to school but I mean, when you're poor, you got to do what you got to do. So that's all they could do. So my dad eventually went to school and then he went in for finance and became an accountant. And then um, I think what happened was is they back in the day and they wanted to go to America. So um, they did a tourist visa and they would come over here. And my dad went to New York and um, while he was in New York visiting, he tried to apply to a lot of places. He worked at a bank in in the Philippines, so he had some experience in finance. And he was lucky enough to get a job at the New York Stock Exchange, which is crazy because he was Filipino, right? But my dad doesn't really look Filipino, I guess you could say. He could pass for, like, uh, a white white person i he had a very american look so i guess he he could pass for that and his name was jolly so 
That's a weird name, right? So he worked at the New York Stock Exchange and then fell in love with my mom. And they all lived in New York. So my mom worked in Twin Towers. And uh, my dad, the, the crazy thing about living in New York, I think he lived in Bronx. So back then when you had an apartment and it snowed, if you had sidewalk, right, you were supposed to, like, shovel the snow because if you didn't, I guess you can get in trouble if someone got hurt because you were responsible responsible for your, like, little driveway of where the, the sidewalk was. So my my dad was really sick of plowing the snow or shoveling the snow, so he decided that they're going to move to California. So they moved to California, and then they had me. Uh, so, it's weird. My relationship with my dad was probably not weird, but, uh, I didn't really talk to my dad. So, I talked to my mom more. Maybe it was a, you know, mama's boy thing, but, um, my dad didn't really talk to me unless I was in trouble. But even when I was in trouble, my mom would do most of the talking. What was crazy is that the dynamic with my, my mom and my dad was very, very different than normal families, I guess the typical family. My dad did work, so he worked uh, for Merrill Lynch. He was a stockbroker, so he worked. He'd have to go to work like six thirty in the morning because the market opens like on the East Coast at like nine or something or eight or something. I don't know, but um, and then my mom went to work too. Um, my my dad did a lot of the cooking. He did a lot of stuff, you know. But what I remember growing up is he did a lot of the cooking. He would, uh, um, he would shop for the food. He did a lot of stuff. I, I think my mom baked, and I think my mom just did, you know, the laundry and stuff like that. My mom had a full-time job. She was a financial analyst for Lockheed Martin. So um, the only time I would really have time with my dad was in the morning. So <laughs> my dad was a great cook. It'd be like I would wake up smelling food. Every morning, you know, um, we we had different kinds of food in the morning. My dad would make sure that the breakfast was ready when I woke up. So I had to brush my teeth and, you know, get there. My job when I was growing up was to make the coffee for everyone. Well, my made my coffee for my dad and then everyone had like hot chocolate. Me, my sister and my mom just had milk. So that was pretty interesting. That was my job and to wash the dishes after. So we wouldn't really talk. We would just eat because my dad would be watching the news while uh, we were eating. And I think I'd be talking to my sister or my mom. I don't remember talking too much in the morning. I just remembered that my dad was very consistent and he always had food ready for us. So that was my dad. You know, like he did all that. He And he worked, came home. I didn't really see him that much. I guess maybe because I'm doing my own thing in my room, my mom would take us to school and pick us up. My dad never did any of that. And uh, that was pretty much it. He only he only talked to me when I was in trouble or he needed help with like some electronics because I was pretty interested in a lot of things when I was growing up. So I thought I knew what I was doing, but I really like... You know, I was very interested, so it made me seem like I was very smart, but I wasn't really. I just was very interested in things, so I figured things out. So, um, 
Yeah, my dad did the gardening, and it's crazy. Our relationship was weird when I was growing up. Like, I I loved him, but I never really talked to him unless I was in trouble. Um, And what's crazy is I did Boy Scouts. I did baseball. I played piano. I played the violin. Never saw my dad. But one thing about my parents and my dad, he would always go to my baseball games. Uh, and he'd always show support, but he was never really there. I remember when I was in high school and I was a pretty good track runner. Pretty good baseball player, too. Um, a track runner and baseball, I was pretty strong. Um, and I was in the Little League. I remember that my dad never, never came to my base, like never came to my school baseball games, but he came to my Little League games. You know, I thought my dad was a nerd. He always dressed in a suit, even when we, it was on the weekends. He was very, like, professional when he dressed. You know, he had, like, loafers, slacks. The, he never he never really dressed down. So, um, I always thought I was better than him. You know, like, I'm cooler because I can play baseball. I remember one time when with my dad, he showed me how smart he was. Because I was having a problem with hitting, right? Like, I was a good pitcher. I was shortstop. I was good at defense, you know? But at hitting, I was I was horrible. I would Back in the day in, in, in Little League, you didn't really get a designated hitter. You'd have to be, if you're on the lineup uh, or on the field, you'd have to bat unless I get hurt or something like that. Then you have a de- designated hitter. So one day, I was at practice. I was practicing with my dad, and my dad was trying to tell me that I'm always late when I when I hit my bat. That's why I'm always foul or whatever. So I was like, "Dad, it's not that it's not that easy." Da, da, da. And my dad said, "Yes, it is. You just have to keep your eye on the ball. It doesn't matter how hard you hit the ball." He said, "You're trying to destroy it. That's not going to help. You need to make contact." You need to make contact. The The force of the pitcher will determine how far or how fast you'll hit it. And you just have to make connection and make the angle correct. I was like, whatever, Dad. I said, why don't you try to show me? So I was like, man, I was one. I was like lead pitcher all the time, right? I wasn't clean up. I was lead pitcher. I would always start. So I was like, I'm going to destroy him. So, you know. First two pitches, and I was I'm, I was pretty horrible because I was trying to smoke my dad, but and he was swinging the bat like really really slow, right? Really really slow. I was like, he's never gonna hit this. So then I I was like, I'm gonna throw down one down the middle and we'll see what's up. So I did, and my dad just swung it really like I don't think it was super slow, but he made a connect, and it was a home run, and I was like, oh my god, right? Like truth and i was like okay maybe he knows what he's talking about I, he was my dad's not an athletic guy he's straight up nerd smart you know like so then um then i tried it and <laughs> it worked and that's when i learned that i truly learned that youth is not guaranteed like like i thought i was smart my dad was way smarter than me that's when I learned that I didn't know everything. And I knew my dad, I I kind of had a newfound respect for him. And then he told he looked at me in the eye and he said, see, now just practice. And that's the last time he ever practiced with me again. It was, it was crazy. He's like, 
showed me up and was like, see? And after that, I I did pretty well. Like, I wasn't horrible anymore, but I wasn't the best, you know? Because I was, I was short. I was a short player. I was like five foot, you know, when I was in high school or whatever. Or little league or whatever. So, that was, that was disappointing. And then in track in high school, I was a track runner. I did like uh, 100 meter relay. I was second fastest in the school. So, this other kid was way faster. And so, I was always in track. I did the mile run. I did all of that stuff. Uh, I did long distance. I did cross country running. And then, you know, I... I made CCS, you know, that's counties, and I, you know, I was so proud, and my dad never came by to, you know, to see me, my mom did, and then one day, it was like a race before CCS, right, um, I was in cross country, and back in the day, we, girls and guys ran together, okay, so we just ran at the same time, but we're not competing against each other, because it's guys and guys and girls and girls, so I remember my dad came, um, I was warming up and someone's like, Emil, I think so. I think your dad is here. I'm like, what? No, he's not. And um, my dad was wearing a suit. Of course, I was like, oh, that's my dad. He came to watch me. Right. I was like, oh, man, I was so excited because I was like, I'm about to tear it up. He's going to see I'm really good, you know, because he, he spends money on my track uniform, my my shoes, my Nikes. So he's like, you know, I think he got off early. And then uh, I know he wasn't going to pick me up because it was a meet. So I'd have to go back to school and stuff like that. Um, but I was so excited. And then the race came. And man, let me tell you, I was doing good. But the problem was, is I was so excited that my dad was there that I forgot to go on my pace. Because I was running with this girl. I was number one. So I was ahead. I was first. Right. I think it was like the third lap for doing a mile. This girl was keeping up with me, right? I was like, oh, man. Even though I was still number one for the guys, this girl was keeping up. And then she was, like, on a rhythm. Then I was like, I got, I can't lose to this girl. I cannot lose to this girl. So I made a huge mistake, and I went on her breathing and her rhythm, which in running, you're supposed to go to your own, right? Because that's what you train. You're in that rhythm. So I was on her rhythm, which is really weird because I was going, uh, uh, and she was like, boom, 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 boom. She was like, I guess it's because she had to do two more steps than I have because I was taller. But I hope, she, man, she messed me up because I was like, I cannot lose to this girl. And I did. I lost because at the end, when I tried to sprint, I was just all messed up. I mean, I still came first for the guys, but she beat me. Uh, my ego was destroyed. And then I went to my dad. I was like, thanks for coming. And then he said, you know what he said? Even though I got first, right? They're like, you're first, uh, first, uh, you're my boy now. I was like, number whatever. And I was like, yeah, dad, I, I did it. And he, my dad said, but you lost to a girl. <laughs> I know, but I'm number for the guys. But you lost to a girl. You said you were good. <laughs> And then he said, and he just turned around and he said, I'll see you at home. <laughs> oh, man, let me tell you. For the one time my dad watched me and I lost. Well, I didn't lose, but I did lose to a girl. I wasn't racing her, but so disappointing. I know, I don't know if my dad really meant that, but I felt like crap. And guess what? I, I pulled myself out of that event. 
forever. Like I told my coach, I'm not doing the mile anymore. And then he's like, what? You're like, I was like, I'm not doing it anymore. And then, oh, of course, all my friends on the track team were teasing me because this girl beat me. And that was, that was just horrible. <laughs> so, you know, um, he taught me how to cook. He taught me a lot of stuff because in the kitchen and everything, he asked me for help. We were in, we didn't talk, okay, but he was teaching me stuff. So he would tell me to do stuff. Like when we were outside gardening, he would tell me, he would tell me how to cook, how I'm cutting it right, how you know we put garlic in all our food. He chose, he taught me how to do all the dishes, because he said that one day I'm gonna have to learn how to cook. And you know, I'm, I guess typically the girls always cook, right? But in my family, my mom did cook. But it was very seldom. My dad did everything. So he taught me how to look for groceries. He looked, you know, check, you know, check the tomatoes and all that. So I learned cooking from him. I learned a lot of stuff from him. Like the way he did business, the way he did things. Like we used to own a restaurant. He used to take me. We had a video store, like everything. We didn't talk, though. He just told me what to do, right? Like he was a, hey, you're not doing that right, right? So... I think it it was a different kind of relationship. He was, you know, he was telling me, he was essentially passing down a legacy. He would tell me how I need to do things. You know, you need to be Filipino, but we have to do it the American way. But he would always make sure that I don't forget about our traditions and stuff like that. So that was, that was weird to me because most of the guys... And my friends, I would spend a night at their house or I'd eat, and the mom's always cooking. And they were like, hey, your mom don't cook? I'm like, yeah, she cooks. My dad does most of the stuff. And they're like, your dad doesn't have a job? I'm like, no, he has a job. He's a stockbroker. You know, like, and, and they were, like, confused. But my dad did all, all the cooking. The reason why I'm talking about my dad is because it's beginning, starts with your legacy, starts with who the dad, the father, and the mother, right? But I'm just going to talk about my dad today because July is his coming up birthday. My dad is no longer with us anymore, but uh, it would have been his birthday, July 14th. So it's coming up. So I thought I'd tell you guys about my, my dad. Your grandfather, kids. He was really cool. Let me tell you, he was scary, okay? My friends were so scared of my dad, yet he was the happiest guy. Even when I used to get in trouble, he like the principal would call me in. Yeah, your son did this, did this, did this, and he'd look at me. Oh, he did, huh? He did, huh? Mm. And let me tell you, I was scared. I mean, when I would be out with my friends and I come late, and they're like, mm, "You came home late, huh?" <laughs> and start laughing. I beg my friends, "Do you want to stay over and 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 eat with us?" They're like, Heck, "No, man, your dad looks scared." My dad did was very very intimidating. He was very intimidating, but you know, I'd always get in trouble, and I hate it when he would say, "We'll talk about it tomorrow." And that whole night, I'd be like stressed out. You know, like I want to talk about it. I want my punishment or whatever. But what's funny is that he would never punish me. Like, I mean, I got punished, but it was more from my mom. <laughs> but my dad would never. He would just scare the crap out of me, which was crazy. You know, my dad never hit me. My parents never hit me. 
it's I was still scared. You know, they never really took anything away from me. But my dad was a scary person. And it's uh and I never knew since my dad was gone, I never knew the impact that my dad had on me till he was gone. You know, you're always he died young, so you always I think we always think like I can I can live this world without you know, I don't need my parents. I just give me money and I'm good. But I think without my father, I don't think I'd be the person who I am now. You know, like and even without my father, there's a lot of stuff missing, right? Like I think he'll never see me get married. He'll never meet my grandchild. I'll never do any of that stuff. You know, kind of sucks. I know that uh, he'll be in heaven. He'll be able to watch down. But I won't ever get to, you know, experience those memories with him. I never thought that would be a big deal, you know. But it does, you know. Not necessarily having a father, but having two parents. You know, people that love you, stuff like that. I, I never thought that that would be important. But it is very important. Sometimes there's some people that don't have both. And it's unfortunately. And you have to do what you have to do. You know, and you have to get by. But I myself, I, I, I never knew the impact of my father on me till he was gone. And I sort of had to fill the void with my mom. Because my mom was very much like listening to my father. I mean, they made decisions together. But it was mainly my dad. My dad, like, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. My mom says, well, okay, let me help you with that, right? Like, my mom would uh, would interject when she was not okay with it. But most of the time, my dad got, my, my dad planned everything. My dad chose the house. My, had, my dad did pretty much everything. So when he was gone, it was crazy. And when he died, I was still in the military. So I came to his funeral and uh, I had to go back. I only had two weeks from, I was on deployment, so I only had two weeks to mourn for my father, and then I had to go back. And my mom had to do this by herself with my sister. That's tough. And, you know, so July is, a, I didn't think it would mean that much, because usually July meant, like, July 4th, you know, summer, when I was a kid, you know, summer camp, I would always go to summer camp when I was a kid. So July now is very much like my dad's month. I always think about him, you know, because it's crazy. Like, you know, crazy that we, my dad used to always tell me that we need everyone in this life. We need everyone. Like, we cannot do anything on our own, he said. You need, you you can't live here on this earth by yourself. You need everyone else that lives here. Like we need someone to work in the fields, to gather the food, to kill, you know, the meat, to work in the, to work in the factories, to, to get us gas. I mean, we need everyone. So when one person is missing, it affects our lives. I never thought about that. I always thought my parents were corny when they said stuff like that. But it's true. We can't go on this world without anyone. We need everyone in this world, right? Like, it depends on what the purpose they serve in your life. So my father was 
was big. I didn't, I didn't appreciate it till I got older. Till now, I appreciate the stuff he did, the stuff that we wouldn't see, you know, as kids. Him getting the food ready, always having food ready. I mean, when I grew up, we never ate out. It was always Filipino food, right? The only time we ate like McDonald's or American food was when my dad was super tired on Sunday. And let me tell you, when he was tired, it was, I was like, yo, we're going to go to McDonald's? What? I'm going to get a Big Mac? No, it's a big deal. It was a big deal. I'm going to get soda because we weren't allowed to have soda. It was a huge deal. Or pizza. My dad loved pizza for some reason. But we get pizza. What's crazy is that he was instilling that stuff, those habits, those traditions, without even me knowing it. Like, I didn't know that I am an, an exact replica. My dad's way better. But an exact replica of what he used to be. Like, even now... I I do all the cooking. I love it. I do all the cleaning. I love it. Like, I like doing it. Like, you know, like, I like doing it for my family. I like doing it for my friends. A lot of times when I'm out with my friends, we're camping or we're doing, I'm the one cooking. I'm the one, like, let's do this. Let's get ready. And I don't mean to be. I just take that role. And... That's how he passed his legacy to me. I take that role. I plan everything. I make the hotel. I do it. I plan the fun. I plan everything. You know, like, my dad used to do all that. So, that's crazy. So, July. I don't know what you guys are doing July 4th. Hopefully, it was safe for you guys. Uh, Summer's almost over. Can you believe it? Summer's almost over. (laughs) I feel like it was just a pandemic when it started. Now it's like we're all trying to get back to normal. And it it is kind of, not really. I don't know. But legacy started with my dad. So hope you liked my little story today. And uh, (laughs) see you next Sunday. Thanks again. My name is Emil Joseph, and this is my legacy.